0: Well, 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 everybody, look who's behind the curtain, behind everything that is going on in the world right now. And uh, listen, we're going to take a look behind the curtain and see what's happening, who's behind it, why it's all going on. Hey, real quick, uh, just a couple of updates for you. This Sunday evening, I will be live in the book of Daniel, Uh, second message in the book of Daniel. I hope that you can join me. and We have some real exciting things that are coming up. I'll be speaking up in Washington, uh, North Carolina. Um, of course, we have our Israel tour coming up, but also this summer, we have a Southern California conference that's coming in the San Diego area, and then one that's uh, coming up at the end of August in the Dallas area, so I'll keep you updated on those things, and uh, let's get going. Oh yeah, by the way, I have a new book coming out. You can check that out in the description. Um, it's, it's available for pre-order. I think it's gonna, I think you're gonna like it. Anyways. Let's get going. So who's behind the curtain? Well, think of this, right? There's a dark entity that haunts our world, and it's not an impersonal evil, but a living creature, a being, a person. He and his kind have been a fixture in human lives for so long that they often go unnoticed, even by those who are intellectually aware of their presence. And to the unsuspecting, they wreak havoc, they lay waste to human lives, on an unbelievable scale. Think on this. The Bible calls this entity Satan. Now we know in the last days he's going to be working through a specific person, actually already working through many different people. But think of this. So Satan or the devil, he leads an army of fallen entities. They hate humanity, yet humans seek them out. It's just bizarre. Some people claim to have conversations with them. I think that's exactly what is taking place right now, why we see so many people that are in positions of power, that are making the decisions that they are, and why everything is going in a particular direction. But let's keep going, because there's a lot to this. They have come to believe, these people have, that anything spiritual must be good. These people are so deceit. Listen, the Bible says that they're malvolent spiritual entities, Uh, they're evil and they're out to do us harm in their war against God. At first, all that is an overwhelming thought, too fantastical to take seriously, until you realize that the existence of these creatures, is not a secret. Listen, C.S. Lewis wrote, there are two equal and opposite airs into which our race uh, can fall about the devils. Uh, one is to disbelieve in their existence, and the other is to believe and to feel an excessive end, there's a problem, an unhealthy interest in them. If Satan can convince people that he is a cute boogeyman or perhaps even a menacing boogeyman, complete with horns and pitchfork in the tail, then he has won a great victory. The whole idea invites derision and disbelief. And to disbelieve the idea of Satan and demons is to demean the whole Bible. He appears in Genesis chapter three, in his last mention in Revelation chapter 20, he tempted Jesus. Jesus delivered those who were demon possessed. When Ananias and Sapphira lied about selling property and giving all proceeds to the church, uh, Peter said to Ananias, Satan has filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit. And Jesus told Simon Peter that Satan requested to sift him as wheat but then he said "But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. Man, that's good because um, I'm thinking, man, if Satan's asking to sift me as wheat, uh, the one person I want praying for me more than anybody else would be Jesus. Uh, but there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity excuse me, 18 years and was bent over and could no way raise herself up. Check this out, Luke chapter 13. Jesus healed her, later explaining that she had been bound by Satan. Uh, Jesus said to the Pharisees, you are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth because there is no truth in him. Uh, There are so many, even in the church, that deny the existence of Satan. Listen, this, this is just what the Bible says. Uh, think on this, the serpent tempted Eve. Revelation makes it clear that the serpent was the devil. For thousands of years, he has fought his enemy, that's God, uh, the only way he could. He can't do a frontal assault on the omnipotent God, but God loves us, so Satan deceives us. In First John chapter 3, verse 8, the Bible says, "'For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil.'" Since Jesus came to earth to destroy the works of Satan, that means the devil plays a major part in this drama of the ages. And also think of this, when you think of Satan working through Antichrist and and all these things in the last days, uh, the false prophet and so forth. Listen, as Jesus is God the son who became man, so too Satan knows in, in his deluded mind, full of pride, that if he's going to defeat Jesus, that's his attempt. He's gonna actually try to defeat God. It's not gonna work. He too is going to engulf this man, Antichrist. and He's leading everything that's going on right now. Look behind the curtain. This is what's happening. It's a spiritual battle that we are in. Yet, when you think about it, millions of Christians today are doing their best to write Satan out of the Bible. Uh, they bought the lie presented recently at the Grammys, the absurd picture of Satan with horns, red suit, pyrotechnics, pitchfork, the whole bit. In an article for the New York Post, Piers Morgan described the devil-themed part of the Grammys like this. Uh, they had a pig-tailed, a, a filler-faced, plumped Madonna introducing non-binary singer Sam Smith. Remember seeing those pictures of Madonna? Crazy stuff. Uh, the, the, uh, introducing the non-binary singer Sam Smith, who first came out as gay, then gender fluid, and now demands to be called They, to perform a duet of a song called Unholy with a transgender artist named Kim Petrus, in which Smith dressed up as Satan in red tunic, hat and horns, while dancers performed a devil-worshiping ritual around him, as They and Petrus a saying about a married couple who leave their children home to both commit adultery. Oh, and then reveal it was all sponsored by Viagra manufacturer Pfizer. (laughs) It's just bizarre, Uh, but it's real. Listen, the performance did two interesting things, and this this, this is what the devil wants. To many of the young people who watched it, it made Satan seem dark, powerful, and intriguing, but to almost everyone else. It just looked ridiculous. A writer for Breitbart called it a few items, (laughs) a few items of clothing removed from a Looney Tunes episode. Elon Musk saw both ways. Listen, he tweeted that the performance had an end of days vibe, but added, if that's Satan, we have nothing to worry about. And you want to know what? Elon Musk is correct if that is Satan, if that's all Satan is. The whole thing is just absurd but it's also very evil. Who worries about a character out of Looney Tunes? Their real message is that anyone who takes the devil seriously is himself, a bit of a Looney Tune. So the Satanism of the Grammy Awards and its sponsors serve Satan in two ways. Both go back to the C.S. Lewis quote. They led some of their viewers to dismiss the whole concept of the devil by making it look silly, and they led other viewers toward the very worship of Satan. Think on this, all right? There are three kinds of Satanists. The believers, the unbelievers, and the naive. So believers are hardcore. They identify the devil as a source of power, and they have been taught that empowerment is everything. What they don't realize is that power means nothing to the puppet and everything to the puppeteer. They are convinced that Satan can make them wealthy, sexy, celebrated, and happy. But the truth is that he turns them into a shell of their former selves. Then unbelieving Satanists are an astounding accomplishment for Satan. He has these people worshiping him and invoking his name, while he remains hidden and operating in darkness. He gets their praise and their devotion. Listen, they willingly open up their inner beings to him, yet have no idea what's causing so much pain and turmoil in their lives. He's able to operate in darkness because they deny his existence. Think on this. The satanic temple says that theirs is a religion, get this, of benevolence and empathy. They say the devil does not exist and that he is just a symbol to them. So with that just being a symbol to them, we don't really believe in this, right? And what they really believe in is through the Satan's stuff, benevolence and empathy. Well, Ben Shapiro recently pointed out The obvious, for most of religious history, Satan was the great villain, an emblem of rebellion against the good and true a symbol of resistance to the holy. But no longer, listen, no longer does it appear that way. And Hal Lindsey recently wrote that the devil is the world's chief promoter of war, murder, rape, theft, oppression, abuse, violence, destroyed lives and broken nations. The devil is the adversary of goodness. Why would a religion of benevolence and empathy make him their mascot, whether they really believe he exists or not? And then there are the naive. These are the people who dabble in the dark arts, astrology, witchcraft, Ouija boards. Recently, there's a story that came up with the Ouija boards. I can't remember what country it was in. And uh, I think it was 28 people were taken to the hospital uh, that got engaged in the Ouija board incident. Man, so you have this, the, 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 the naive, dabbling in the dark arts, astrology, witchcraft, Ouija boards, yoga, transcendental meditation. Some people say, well, I'm just stretching. Listen, there's a lot of problems to yoga. Some of the, the uh, uh, just the positions that people get in are these that, that invite in the dark side. But they're all gateways into darkness. Drugs are a gateway into darkness. All kinds of drugs are a gateway into darkness. Listen, uh, an amazing number of people think they can play in the escaping shadows yet never be engulfed. And by the way, a huge one, a gateway to the darkness is pornography. And you look at what's going on in the world today and in America today. It's no wonder why Uh, there's so many problems so much deception. Listen, 2 Corinthians chapter 11 reminds us that Satan transforms himself into an angel of light. And most people see just that, only the angel of light. Yet they stand on the precipice of what Jesus called outer darkness. Uh, For them, they see the imagery in social media, they see the glossy look, Uh, they see the the pretty woman or whatever, Uh, the self-empowerment, uh, they hear the wisdom, uh, but it's just the opposite. It's Satan tapping into their lives, sapping away their strength, their joy, and their hope. Start thinking about the latter times when we put all of this together and what's going on behind the curtains. So millions upon millions of people are turning to Satan through occult practices. At this very moment, there's a wave of evil that's sweeping the world like never before. And that's exactly what the Bible said would happen in the days leading up to the Lord's return. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, says, Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. We are in a world where children are being sacrificed to gods of greed, lust, and violence. The worship of demons through the sacrifice of children was the final straw that brought down God's judgment on Israel. In Psalm 106, verse 37, the Bible says, they even sacrificed their sons and their daughters to demons. And verse 40 says, therefore, the wrath of the Lord was kindled against his people, so that he abhorred his own inheritance. In the United States alone, there have been 65 million abortions, and counting, since 1973. We also live in a time of increasing lawlessness. Chaos seems to be everywhere and people are angry at everyone, including God. Sexual confusion is destroying our youth and promoted by adults. Homosexuality is depicted as normal and good, uh, better than heterosexuality. And in the last few years, we have seen doctors and teachers conspiring to mutilate kids and not let the parents know, while other parents are grooming their own children as they take them to drag queen shows. It's the 21st century version of the pagan practices of ancient Israel. Listen, just ask yourself this. Are these things working? Are kids happier? Are they mentally and physically healthier? Even in the so-called pursuit of racial justice, as God is increasingly pushed away, racial prejudice and tension is skyrocketing. And now, as it seems, almost all leaders are attempting to do what the psalmist wrote in Psalm 2 to cast off his restraints from us, it will only catapult this world into a much darker and more violent and wicked place. Addiction is up, suicide is at extreme levels, severe depression is everywhere, road rage and other violent crimes are everywhere, theft is up, Satan's ways don't work. And yet, Christians who call out these warnings are being ridiculed, especially by churchgoers that don't actually believe the Bible. Nevertheless, that's the world that we live in. No wonder so many are now suffering from various kinds of mental illness. No wonder overdose deaths are at an all-time high. No wonder so many young people describe themselves as alone and miserable. Humanity is handing the keys to its kingdom over to its adversary. And it's only going to get worse. In Revelation chapter 13, verse 2, the dragon, the devil gave him that'd be Antichrist's his power, his throne, and great authority. The Antichrist will be so thoroughly empowered by Satan that the world will worship both Antichrist and Satan himself. Verse 4 says, so they worship the dragon who gave authority to the beast and they worship the beast. But what about us? What about Christians in our time? What are we supposed to do? Listen, I know this doesn't sound like it, but at this point be encouraged. Think on this, in 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 8, the Bible tells us, uh, the people of the church, to be sober and vigilant because your adversary, the devil, what's he do? He walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. But keep this in mind. Jesus took out the teeth of the devil at the cross. And so the worst that he can do uh, to the believer is is roar, uh, make you afraid or something like that because yours he worse he, He's got no teeth. Jesus defanged him at the cross. So. He can only roar and he can only gum you, he can't can't even bite. So don't worry about him. Listen, remember, we do not war against according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. This is a spiritual battle. Remember the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6 not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Even in darkening times, God's people walk in the power of the omnipotent God, and we should not walk timidly or in fear. For Hebrews chapter 11, verse 30 says this By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down and in the same way, they still fall today. So don't worry about the enemy, yes, he's real, but we have the king of kings, if you know Christ, listen, you are filled with the spirit, he is the one who protects us, he strengthens us, we realize we're in a spiritual battle, but that's all right, Jesus is coming, and in the meantime, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of your faith, and be strong in the Lord,